0: Oh, hi, from Japan? Welcome to the Jarvis in Japan podcast and today we're going to talk about Shibasawa Ichi The father of like business in Japan in the turn of the Meiji period. He basically made over 500 companies in Japan One is still around today like Sapporo Beer, Mitsubishi Bank and loads of others. One of the real sort of drivers of like capitalism in Japan what made Japan in that sort of Meiji area. Extremely successful, business-wise. And, well, maybe it leads to Japan where it is today. But before we talk about that side of Shibisawa H, I want to today talk about, well, his upbringing a little bit. because there's an interesting story about this, because Shibisawa H is, well, he got influenced by the West a lot. He went to Paris to join in the Paris Grand Fair, saw all the wonders of Europe, but originally, he was a sort of a radicalist, a very anti foreigner radicalist, and actually planned to burn down Yokohama. So today we're going to talk about that in Japan or Tanishimi. So Shibahasawa H, like I said before, is extremely famous for business in Japan, like stock bringing up stock companies, building the like, business in Japan, what we know today to be a very well, important part of Japanese culture. But originally he was born, I don't, <laughs> before we get to that, and now in like two more years, no three more years, he's going to be on the new person, the new face of the thousand yen note, and quite worthy of what, he's pretty much made the banks himself, so he should be on the money, right? Finally, Shipuso 8 is gonna be on the money. What's gonna be pretty cool. But before we get to that, where was he born? Shibasa Baits was born in eighteen forty to a sort of merchant family in well, a rural area of modern day Saitama. What's above Tokyo? And Shibusa 8's well, his father was a merchant and he kind of learned from that and he got really good at being, well, emergency, persuading people, buying and selling, well, given his products, buying stuff from other villages, selling it at other places. And he was also a very good with the Sullivan, like the Japanese sort of calculated thing, so with was good with numbers, he could do math, and well, he's quite a witty It's the way of persuading people, so he's got the, that sort of ability. Makes him very business-like, but, before we did that, he was also very interested in like, a little bit of Bushido, like shoot, it like, confuses him, and he went to Edo, sort of like join a school, and he joined a sort of school in Edo called Kaiho Gyoson, and this is a, actually a radical school, what was radicalised, well, it's a Son no Jui-ha, no jui <laughs> is, basically translates to, <laughs> Respell the barbarians and restore power to the emperor. So this is a radical group in this sort of time in the Edo period Japan because we had this big event, what happens? The Kurofuni came, the black ships came and the Americans came and Admiral Perry came in and basically Japan from a 200 year period of isolation opened the country. But the opening of the country, the sort of contract was seen as not. Very fair and very well, Japan kind of lost out in a way. And the also thing that annoyed a lot of people is it was done without more of the Emperor's consent. And a lot of people at the time actually didn't really like the Shogunate. The Shogunate wasn't really well doing too great financially and public support. There's a, There was a famine going on, they weren't handling it very well, a lot of people were dying of poverty, so it was like, ah, oh, everyone's like, oh, the shogun do like that guy, and so this sort of son no popped up to be what well, we're going to take over Japan, we install sort of power to the emperor, and what well, make our country, our, our, make the country our own. So he kind of got radicalized by like this group a little bit. Maybe he already was a little bit radical like himself because being a merchant in a sort of rural area, they have to pay quite heavy taxes to what. Well, but so you don't really do much, you kind of get a bit, well, annoyed at that. So you're this young childhood sort of, he'd come up and it's like, yeah, let's stun the joy. Let's join this group and let's, well, like they said, kick up the foreigners and remake Japan. Get rid of the bakufu, start your own country. As a young sort of boy, I mean, about the age of like 21, or not very young, these sort of like ideas are quite... Interesting, right? You wanna like, start your own thing, start your own country. Like, ooh, ooh. And this was the, the idea of burning down Yokohama. <laughs> and they actually got pretty serious at doing this. Like, he went back to his own village, got his own, like, like Dojo-sensei together, gathered up some troops. They got around 700 men, and they started stockpiling weapons. And they actually got a plan to go down and burn down Yokohama. They were actually really looking for guns to do this. But something happened in Kyoto. This was August the 18th, Hen or Sehen. Hen. Mm, what do you call a Sei Hen? Japanese, like sort of revolt, sort of thing. And this was Choshu Hen. So Choshu Hen is in modern day Tokushima Ken. Mm, Tokushima Ken, It's like modern day Tokushima Ken was the end, the end bit of Japan, like Kyushu, and they were very sort of pro-emperor, anti-shogun they wanted the Song of Joy to happen but at this sort of hem they kind of lost power they kind of t- tried to take over the emperor with little force but there was a big standoff and this we had Katsumori Katsumori come in and they kind of stood off together and they kind of backed down and because of this they lost power in Kyoto and if then power in Kyoto the person who gained power was the shogun. The Shogun moved to Kyoto, and with the forces him to getting stronger, even if out did burn down, well Yokohama didn't really have much meaning because they couldn't win over the Shogun, because he was now in the hands, they couldn't win over the Emperor because he was now in the hands of the Shogun, so it's, ah, not a too great situation, but they were still going through this, but it was actually one of his... Sensei's younger brother came and just basically begged them not to do this, like you're just gonna throw your lives away And they were like, okay, we're not gonna look back down But they didn't say back down. We'll just postpone it to the right time But luckily that right time never came And Yogahama was saved. So what happened after this? So after this he moved to Kyoto So Super Sawa is gonna find out more support for Sonno Joy in Kyoto but didn't really find support for this. Instead, he found well, an interesting fellow. He kind of came up to this meeting, Hiro Okay So Hiro Okaia Enshiro was actually a, sort of part of the Toga family. He was actually a Kashin, so one of the Samuels served the Toga family. And Enshiro kinda of gave him a proposition that why don't you just come and join join us and help us with the back food, like change, change the country from within, and this sort of idea, first off they're like, oh we could be a spy, we could like, take it down from the inside, maybe, but really it was, she was so? Eto'o wanted to change the country, he wanted to have an effect, like, use his abilities to actually make the country a better country, and if, well, burning down stuff and killing people didn't work, Working for him, in, steam a the better idea but he put forward two propositions to do this. One, he gets to speak his mind because he was very witty in a way he was good of a merchant so he kind of wanted to speak his mind and he also wanted to speak his mind to, well, the boss. And the boss sort of Hiro Enshiro was Yoshinobu. If you don't know Yoshinobu, he's the shogun that came next. So, he was about age became a Kashin of Yoshinobu and then a few years later Yoshinobu became the shogun. So, so it's quite interesting that Super it's originally wanted to like take down the Shogunate, burn down the Okohama, take over like so kick out all the foreigners, burn stuff, but then he ended up actually being part of the shogunate. What's quite interesting and then led to a very, very interesting story of him going to Paris and then him going to Paris, well, that is where he pretty much became the sage we know today. Getting all the ideas about Western culture and how to implement them in Japan. What made Japan prosperous in the Meiji period? So that would be the end of today's episode of In Japan. And next time we're going to talk about Shibasawa's adventures in Paris. Of a very interesting story, and or tell